And this is why you find brothers and sisters between Salat and between Karbala, there is a very strong bond, a very strong correlation and connection. Where do you find this correlation and this connection? There's two particular moments where Imam al-Hussein specifically and deliberately, he says, let's pause things because I want to get to Salat. The first of these moments was on this night that we are going through, the night of Ashura. What happens? He heard the sound of the army coming. He turned to Abul Fadl Abbas. He said, Ya Abbas, go and see what's happening. What's going on? Abul Fadl Abbas went out. He rode out with approximately 20 other riders. What's going on? What are you guys doing? They said, we're going to begin the battle. He said, La tasta'jilu. Don't rush. Let me go speak to Hussein. See if he's okay with this, not okay with this, all of this kind of stuff. He was trying to buy time. He came back. What did Imam al-Hussein tell him? in these moments that we are going through. Imam Hussein told him, my brother Abbas, go and tell them to give us one more night because I love to pray and recite Quran and do my dhikr and istighfar. He's putting the whole battle on pause. For what? For salat. But where did you see this in an even greater way? On the 10th of Muharram, in the heat of the battle, who came to Imam al-Hussein? This companion of his by the name of Abu Thumama al-Sa'idi. He came to Imam al-Hussein and he said, Ya Abu Abdullah, the time of Salat has come. In this conversation that the Imam had with Abu Thumama al-Sa'idi, there are multiple lessons to be learned. Number one, when Abu Thumama came to Imam al-Hussein and said, Ya Abu Abdullah, the time of Salat has come, one point to remember at the first level is that this didn't happen before the battle had begun. It didn't happen after the battle either. It happened right in the heat of the battle. It's not like Imam Hussein was sitting there. He had nothing going on. And Abu Thumama came to him and said, you know, it's time for Salat. And he said, okay, wonderful, let's pray. No, he had a lot going on that day. Imagine the chaos, the pain, the distress that he's already in. And when Abu Thumama speaks to him, you know what Abu Thumama told him? Abu Thumama tells him, Ya ibn Rasulullah, Ya Aba Abdullah, minka. They have come very close to you. What does that mean? That means this is already in the heat of the battle. The Imam is already under attack. What had happened immediately before Abu Thumama addressed the, the son of the grandson of the Prophet, was this, that there was actually an attack on the camp of the Prophet and on the Khiyam. This was an attempt by Umar ibn Sa'ad to what? To come and bring the tents and set them on fire. Shimr, Mal'oon, he was part of this. He made this attack. Humayd, he says, I was there, Shimr was doing this attack. I turned to him, I said, aren't you embarrassed? How dare you attack the tents? The women and the children are here, number one, and then you're gonna set it on fire. He says, Shim looked at me, he said, who are you? And he said, I had my, my face covered. I didn't tell him my name because I was afraid of his wrath and that he would try to punish me later. I didn't tell him who I was until someone else from the army also said the same thing. Shim changed his mind. After this, Abu Thumama came to Imam al-Hussein and said, Ya Abu Abdullah, it's the time of Salat. First of all, this was in the heat of battle. Now look at our lives. If we're in the heat of something, 
Forget about battle. Do we even drop it for anything else? No. This is at the first level. Then Abu Thumama, when he turned to Imam al Hussein, he said, Ya Abu Abdullah, nafsi li nafsi kalfida, may I give my soul for, for you. He said, I, I am going to be killed today before you're going to be killed today. I want to make sure about that. But I want to make sure when I go to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I want to make sure I've already prayed this prayer. I want to meet him after having done this salat. So this is number two, when Abu Thumama came to Imam al-Hussein, how did Imam al-Hussein respond to him? He prayed for him a dua that is very intriguing. He turned to him, he said, Abu Thumama, you're right. ذَكَرْتَ الصَّلَاةِ May Allah make you amongst those who pray. Baba Abu Thumama today is gonna go in the battlefield, jihad. Isn't he already part of jihad? Shouldn't Imam al-Hussein turn towards him and say, good for you, you're fighting in the path of Allah? What did Imam al-Hussein say? He said, It seems as though if you pray consistently, you do a good job with it, this is in and of itself a special status. We weren't there on the 10th of Muharram. But if you want to walk in the footsteps of the companions of Hussein, this is one of their titles. They are Musalleen. And everyone else who prayed with the Imam on that day. The Imam said, I pray that you are from the Musalleen. You have this status. Baba Abu Thumama is going to get martyred today. There's no more tomorrow for him. And the Imam says, no, I want him to have this status. This is number two. Then you move on. What did the Imam say immediately afterwards? He said, Abu Thumama, what a wonderful reminder. This is exactly when the time of Dhuhr is just beginning. Ya Abu Abdullah, you're in the middle of the battlefield. What are you talking about? He says, yes, today, so that it will be a lesson for all of those who come and wear black for me 1400 years later. Today, I'm going to stop the battle on the right time at the beginning of Dhuhr. What greater connection between Karbala and Salat? He said, Praying on time, brothers and sisters. This is why Ali ibn Abi Talib says, the one who comes and prays on time, he makes his efforts. This is the promise of Ali ibn Abi Talib. He says, I can promise for him an easy death. Easy. Is this a small promise? How often do people come and say, Shaykh, I'm worried about my hereafter, the death, the barzakh, this and that. Ali ibn Abi Talib is saying, pray on time. I can guarantee for you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make your death an easy death. It's interesting. He says, before the Prophet came and taught us these things, we used to go and look after camels. Camels were part of the life of the Arab of that time, yes? He says, from the time the Prophet came and told us about the times of Salat, now we've become the people who are constantly looking at the sun. Trying to find the right time to pray. Pray on time, brothers and sisters. The narration says, "Fadlul waqtil awwali ala al-akhir, akhirati ala dunya." If you pray at the beginning of the time versus at the end, three hours later, you know what the difference is? There is literally a world of difference between them. The difference is the difference between this world and the next world. How great is that difference? You can't even put it into numbers. This is number three. Number four, when they came to pray, 
Obviously, the battlefield is going on when Imam al Hussein told his companions, go and tell them to stop. They didn't really stop. They stopped only to a certain extent. But in reality, they were still coming for the companions. There were still wounds that they were taking on. So what salat did they do? They did salatul khawf, salat of fear. Wait a second. There's salat of fear. I thought it's just two rakat salat, three rakat. No, there's salat of fear. Why? Because this Lord of yours, salat is so important for him. He said, listen, even if you're in the middle of the battlefield, you're worried someone is going to come and do something, you have to do your salat. But I can't do the salat. He said, no worries, we'll legislate a specific salat just for those moments where you're un under extreme pressure. Salatul khawf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this to the Prophet. That you go, you stand there, you do the first rakah, and then you stop. They finish their second rakah, they go, the second group comes. All of this, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَوْقُوتًا Salat is that thing, you have to do it within its particular time. How far is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going just to get you to do that salat? This is the impact of salat. This is number four. The fifth lesson that we learn is what? Is those final moments where Imam al Hussein started to pray and his companions started to stand in front of him, multiple. But the maqatil share with us some of those things that one of those special companions of his by the name of Sa'id ibn Abdullah was saying in those moments. The narration says, as he stood in front of Imam al Hussein, and he began the salat on the other side. They didn't attack fully, but the arrows were coming. And as the arrows were coming, the narration says, Saeed, he used to move himself left and right to catch these arrows. What spirituality is this? Will humanity ever understand this level of submission? This is something else. Until Imam al Hussein was done with his salat, they say the body all of a sudden fell. He couldn't take it anymore. And when he fell, they counted on his body 13 arrows. But then the narration says in those moments, Sa'id, he was speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did he say? He said, Allahumma al'anhum la'ana adin wa thamud. Allahumma ablig nabiyyaka. Look at these lines. He said, Oh Allah, you see me in the plains of Karbala. Tell your Prophet what I did for his grandson. Allahumma ablig nabiyyaka salama anni. Send my salam to him. Wa ablighu ma laqaytu min alamil jarah. And tell him the pain I went through. All of this for what? Tell him I went through all of this. Fa'inni aradtu bidhalika nusrata dhurriyata nabiyyik. The only thing I wanted to do was to protect the children of your prophets. But how beautiful is it that as Sa'id is moving left and right, and in reality he's protecting the body of Imam al Hussein, in reality and at a deeper level, he was protecting Salat as an act of worship. If it wasn't for him protecting Hussein on that day, not only Imam al Hussein would have been martyred immediately at that point, there would have been no salat for you and I. The narration says, Thumma mat, and then he left this world. 
Brothers and sisters, you and I, sometimes we say, well, I'm looking for a sign. I'm looking for this motivation. I want to know, why should I engage in this prayer? Greater motivation than your imam with children who are thirsty and arrows that are coming his way. And still he says, oh, it's time for salat now? What else could we possibly waiting for?